Barcelona! Barcelona! We got castanets. <laughs> we bought them. We're going to use them. Welcome to Don't Be an Idiom. Season 2. Season Dose. <laughs> the podcast that explores the origin stories of common phrases and idioms. Is that what we say? You know what it does. My name is Ryan. My name is Albert. And we're back. Shocking. It's, we're both shocked. It's been a long time. Yeah, we realized the other day that it's been uh, 10 months since we've recorded an episode. But that's because I moved to Spain. Right. But Albert's visiting Spain right now. Right. Because I'm just doing my normal life. Very boring and sad. <laughs> now um, I'm here living it up. I know. We're, this is going to be a little rusty, maybe. I feel rusty. You feel you look rusty. <sighs> I've been eating all that rust. Eating all that right. sweet rust. So we have uh, some catching up to do. Um, you know, we are a very famous idiom podcast. Um, if you've been keep, keeping up, uh, we had 20 episodes in season one. In the last episode, we had a list of people we were across with. Yes, quite a list. But we have a, a redaction? Yeah. That's a word? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a word. Admiral Nelson's rum. Mm -hmm. We are no longer cross with you. It's Never over. Never again. No. We're sorry we were so cross with you before. Miraculously, if you don't know us, uh, a giant, two big packages arrived on my doorstep a couple months ago. Yeah. And when I opened them up, there was... A giant Admiral Nelson's bobblehead, a mm -hmm. wooden bobble. It was like, the thing is like three or four feet tall, right? I thought you were going to say 30 or $40. I, in, yeah, it would cost at least 30 Yeah. All right, so we, we have a very big bobblehead. Yeah. And what else did they send? They also sent us two bottles of their premium rum. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. this really nice like little thing. Remember it said like... Uh, Cheers to the success of Don't Be an Idiot wow. from the Admiral and his crew. And that was it. People were like, we don't know how they got my address. It just yeah. showed up. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we did apply for sponsorship, but... We never thought in a million years that, that we, we would, would have all of those this. two bottles of rum. <laughs> and Bob, Big Bobblehead. And there was a couple extra large t-shirts in there, too. XLs? XLs. Because I am a... Very tiny man. XS. <laughs> I need some XS. So yeah, we just we need to make this clear that Admiral Nelson's rum is no longer on our cross list. Yes. So mm -hmm. you you go buy some bottles of, of Admiral Nelson's rum. Yes, they have many flavors and follow them on Instagram. And, yes. And uh, what else? Also, if they're listening, uh, we'd still like an actual sponsorship. Yeah. Because that was a, like a half-ass. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Are, are we technically sponsored yet? No. That's not it. Because <laughs> we accepted the gifts. Yeah, we, know, we accepted the gifts, but they're not sponsoring us. We, uh, we want that sweet rum money. Yeah. And just, you know. If your sales go up, it's because of us, and you should probably. We'll keep talking about you. We'll keep talking. All we want is room and board. Room and board. That's it. <laughs> um, cool. So that's the, the one big thing to get caught up on. The other big thing is um, well, over these past 10 months, we uh we actually were working on Don't Be an Idiom, but it was for a possible television series. Network cable. Network people. cable people, the big time. And did it go didn't quite work out. 
But I will tell you what. Yeah. We got right up to the end. Yeah, we got up to the end. Yeah. We were close. We made a, a pilot episode. Yep. Sort of thing. Which we're going to hopefully we're get. We're going to show it to yeah, you. We want everyone to see that. If it's allowed. Yeah, we there were ask. a lot of contracts. There were contracts. I don't know. There were lawyers. We knew the least going in and, and coming out. Yeah. But that's, so, that's, that's pretty it's fine. par for the course. But while we're talking that's, about that. That's an idiom, right? Par for the course. It's an idiom. Oh, okay. We would just also like to thank all the cool people that we worked with on that yeah, project. There were a lot Even of though people. it didn't work out. Like at First Avenue Machine, um, this production team that we worked with, um, Andrew and Jamie, mm-hmm. and oh, we got to thank Tommy Avalone for mm-hmm. making the whole thing happen. Yeah, handsome boy. Tommy Wall Smasher mm-hmm. and Eden um, at, at some television company, which we're not, we don't know if we're allowed to say it, so we just won't. Now nah, we'll say it. TV. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to contact our lawyers about that. Yeah. And uh, Adam and all the people at, at First Ave. It was just the coolest long weekend in Brooklyn filming it. And yeah. Even though it didn't work out, it was an awesome experience. It was cool. Hopefully we can post some pictures and release the video to our hundreds of thousands of fans worldwide. Because we're a global phenom. Except for true? Belarus. Belarus. God damn, Belarus. <laughs> you are still on the list. <laughs> um, good. So, so, so yes, yeah. that's, that's stuff. So, look, we thanked people and we hate some other people, and that's fine. It's <laughs> good. Um, we're currently drinking, you know, here at Don't Be an Idiom, we like to drink special drinks for each episode. So, today we're drinking some Anise del Mono, which is a liqueur straight from Barcelona, which is where we're recording today. And it is. Muy bien. Very good. It's like a sweeter Sambuca. It is a sweeter Sambuca. We should record our next episode in I wonder, Italia. I wonder if Sambuca needs uh, some sponsors. Uh, oh. Needs us to well, be sponsored. Why by don't them. we ask these guys first? Okay, right, right. <laughs> is that okay? Yeah, that company. I just can't remember the name. Anise Del Mono. Yeah, look us up. Look us up. Send us a bobblehead. And, you know, they have... um. Their symbol, oh, I can connect this to an earlier episode, because mm-hmm. their symbol is a monkey man, because it, because uh, Charles Darwin's Origin of Species came out the same time the liqueur did. And we have that idiom that we talked about. Um, oh, monkey's I'll, uncle. I'll be a monkey's uncle. Uh, perfect. Which is also connected to Charles Darwin Origin of Species. Everything's connected, people. This is, we are going to. We're the connected mm-hmm. podcast that drinks connected drinks mm-hmm. to make our brains go. Right. We're going to be raking in the bills very yeah. soon. Season two is the season of moolah. It's also the season of less episodes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we, we cannot keep up that pace. No. An episode a week, that's a young man's game. Also, it would be very expensive to do more episodes. But we did, we did promise a remote sort of... Um, yeah. We're going to try to remotely do this. We're going to figure it out. All right. We promised this time. Right. We get so caught up in the TV world, the big Hollywood biz. It was hard to focus the on fame, this little... The drugs. <laughs> the... The big, long cars. The big, the long, long cars. Limos. Oh, yeah, the limos. Um, cool. All right. So... All right, yeah. To, Back to, to the regular yeah, show. Yeah, regular show. Let's play the game. Let's play the game. All right. So we're going we're gonna to play a game. Whoever wins, that person goes first. Um, 
and reveals their idiom origin. Yeah. And uh, today we have a special pack of Spanish style cards. Right. Which that I, we, we didn't we even realize say. existed right. until a couple nights ago. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Spanish playing cards. There's no queen. No queen. Um, it's one through 12. One through 12. It's There's got some gold, some cups, cups, swords, and clubs. And weird root. Like they look like gourd, gourd, gourd clubs. clubs. Um, so yeah, so we were trying to look up some games that you could play with it. And there's a game called Chin Chong. Chin Chong. Yeah. So, uh, so we looked at this game, Ryan and I each have been dealt seven cards. Mm-hmm. And the whole point of this game is like, you're supposed to try to get like one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, and like all in a row, all suited or whatever. Yeah. Or you can make some pairs or some combinations and stuff like that. And you actually want the lowest number of points left over that's how you win right usually it's a long game we're just right. going to do this one well this hands. isn't a game podcast no. so uh it's uh but it could be it, uh, that's anybody, I, I actually hate uh, any games. game companies want to reach out <laughs> really hate games <laughs> ryan hates games all right so right you want to talk about your cards first or should i what do you um got? i've got nothing nothing at I, all i have three of those gourd club things and i have two ones okay uh what do you have well i have two kings and a joker, which are more wild in this oh, game. So I'm going to make that three kings. Three kings. I'm going to oh. take those babies away. Shocker of the century. <laughs> I can't believe it. So now we should add up. We need to add up our remaining cards. It doesn't matter. Do Does you it? have any kings over there? <clears throat> mm, that's a good question. I do not. Okay, then that doesn't help you either. Nope. So 21, 25. <sighs> I have 26 points. I mean, with just two cards, I have... I have 26 points. So it's, that means a, I'm going first, baby, because yeah. you want that score low. That's act, what I just said is actually not possible, but I know that I lost. Uh, All right. Let's, uh, par for the course. Par for the course. <laughs> Such is life. Such is life. <laughs> All right, Rye. Let's get into these idioms. Oh, we never set the timer. That's fine. Yeah, no. <laughs> this will be a four-hour show. It's fine. <laughs> um, All right, Rye. So what I've noticed over these last nine days of hanging out with you in mm-hmm. Barcelona is yeah. that you are a real smart aleck. Whoa. Whoa! Smart Alec. Smart Alec. Never even That's thought to look that idiom. up. Never even thought to look that up. Me neither. Smart Alec. Yep. All right. That just means a smart guy. Smart guy. That's that's what it means, right? Yeah, yeah. Just a smart guy. Yeah, yeah. All right. That's a good safe bet. It's actually the. Oh no no no! Hold on hold on hold on! That's not what Smart Alec means. Smart Alec means Close. like a wise guy. Ah, uh, idiot! I was being, I was jumping. Right? Is wise. Yeah. Guy. So the Oxford English Dictionary defines it as oh a, the OED. Me too. The OED. I love it. A person who is irritating because he behaves as if he knows everything. Also known as oh. a know-it-all or too smart for your own good. Shit, that's not a wise guy. Sure it is. No a wise guy. No smart wise guys ass. like a hey, like yeah, a j- just, joking around all the time. Yeah, but I think that's because they're usually joking around because they think they know everything. Right. Oh, okay. Look, we've all got one in our lives. Mm-hmm. Cole. Cole. <laughs> so, all right. I don't know. My friend Cole's not a smart No, guy, no, he? no, no. He's just a handsome guy that knows enough. And knows too much. Yeah. From my, and he's young. He's young. <laughs> all right, so... Where do you think it comes from? What's that origin? That's what this is all about. Smart Alec. A smart Alec. And Alec is a name, right? Like Alec Baldwin. I don't know. Smart Alec Baldwin. That's it. It's a very new idiom. <laughs> I mean, I, honestly, my, my, 
I my brain is my misfiring. brain is misfiring. And I was really <laughs> like this has something to do with Alec Baldwin. Smart Alec. Right. So I'm going to guess that Alec is not a name and okay. it's actually a, a, a thing. No, no, no. no An no, elixir no. of some kind. <laughs> Drink deep from the well of Alec. Smart Alec's elixir. Definitely gonna make you feel something. All right, so uh, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna have to run Throw it this because I've Blank no, your mind. I've, Throw, right. Clear your mind. Clear, mind is clear. All right, smart Alec. All right, Alec is a name. Okay, back to name. <laughs> back to name. Good. And Alec is feels like a British name. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So, oh my God. All right, 1546. All that right. would be the 16th century, people. Yeah. Okay. You can you can do that. I need I needed the refresher. It's been a year since we recorded. Fifteen forty six. All right, there was um an a town fool, the town idiot. Mm-hmm. All right, whose name was Alec. Mm-hmm. All right, um, and Alec liked to <laughs> eat, eat, eat flowers. He liked okay. to eat um, dog feces. Because um, mm-hmm. there are a lot, of, a lot of stray dogs in the 16th century. So he's smart because he's eaten for free. Hold on. I didn't get to the smart yet. Okay. I was talking about Alec. Okay. <laughs> um, I'm saying he's, he was a dunce. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so he like, he like kind of ate things all over town. Right. All over town. Brighton. Brighton, England. Okay. <laughs> that checks and out. And one day he, um, a couple of kids... Smart, smart, actually smart, regular kids uh-huh. were like, hey, Alec, come over here. <laughs> They're like, why don't, you, uh, why don't you eat this? And it was one of the, one of the kid's baby, baby sisters. Oh. And it was like, uh, duh. And he <laughs> ate the, ate the sister. Okay. From all the way. I'm on the edge of my seat. Toe to nose. Okay. <laughs> toe to nose. And mom came out and was like. Oh, what happened here? <laughs> I'm so relieved. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> Someone ate my daughter. You got any room in there for my sons? And um, the kids were like, Alec did it. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, f- fuck. <laughs> and, and he's like, I'm too dumb. I'm too dumb. I never could have done that. I couldn't have done that. You can't even eat a full baby live without... It making some sort of noise and alarming the whole town, right? Um, but the uh, the kids were like, "No, he's he's smart. He did it because she was sick and dying, and and um, it was best for her." And she was like, "Oh, thank God, the mom." <laughs> and they were like, "Oh, he's actually smart. He's smart that he did that." And then anytime the the people in Brighton came upon someone who was really clever. Uh-huh. They'd call him a smart Alec. Right. Like, that's a smart Alec move right there. Right. That was bad, man. I couldn't... That was good. No, 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 it's no. eating babies. Everybody Oof. loves it. Yeah, like Jonathan Swift. Jonathan Swift. He proposed, you know, for the people of Ireland to eat babies to... Is that what he did? Well, it was Is a that joke. What he was known for? It was for? satire. Oh. Well, people love satire. People love satire. So that, that's probably not the correct origin. It's not. Ah. All right, so, Shit. but I will give you this. Yeah. Alexander Hogue 
was a real person. Oh, uh, and he was British? He was not British, Shit. but he was born in 1809. Oh. Um, and he was in the 1840s in New York City. He was a big pimp con man thief type. Dude, pimp con man thief. Can you imagine that life? Isn't that what That's we are? Sweet, sweet, we are so far away from either of those things. Ah, it's cool. It's sexy cool, right? Yeah. So here's the deal. What, what he did uh, was, like, so he was married, his, his wife, Melinda, and him. Uh, they were kind of like grifters or scammers, like scam mm-hmm. artists, right? Sure. So they had these two schemes, right? Scheme number one is Melinda would lure some John into a dark alley. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Some John with you know, you know the she was pretty sure like something was gonna go down a yeah, sexual yeah. Oh, type yeah, yeah, thing yeah. you like know pro- into the alley. All right, you know, uh, so she brings big him, apple prostitute, big apple prostitute, and brings him in the alley, and then like while they're messing around, mm. she would be pickpocketing him, right? Right, like moving through the pockets and Classic. all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, and she would be like throwing it on the ground, like throwing <laughs> all his, all of his watches and. Yeah. All this stuff on the ground. And then while the guy was distracted yeah. with Melinda, yeah. then Alex, or Alec, what mm-hmm. they would call him, would uh, come out and then grab all the stuff and then beat it. And this guy didn't, the, this, this Simple John didn't see any simple of this Simple John didn't see, oh. he didn't notice anything because he was so distracted by Melinda. Right. And then, uh, you know, so then they would do that over and over again, and then they had all this, all these pocket watches, and I'm yeah. sure they were worth a lot back then. Okay, yeah, pocket watches. <laughs> so uh, that was all well and good, but then, like, you know, people would report them, right? So the police were, like, hot on their tails. Yeah. So uh, Alec and Melinda started bribing police officers in the district. Like, they would be like, all right, like, keep it quiet. We'll give you half of yeah. our loot and all that stuff. So cool. they did that for a while. But then they had their second great scheme, which was known as the panel trick. Uh, so Melinda would lure the Johns back mm-hmm. to an apartment mm-hmm. um, and she'd be like, all right, you know, take off all your clothes, throw them on that chair over mm. there, right? And then they'd get in a big four-poster bed because that's like everybody... Classic. I Like, God, that's my dream. Like, to give have a four-poster bed. Yeah, with yeah, all the, with the, all the curtains. Yeah, you, know? you want the curtains. So uh, she'd be like, let's get in here. And this guy's like, well, sure. And while they're distracted, uh, at some point when all was like going good, uh, Melinda would give the signal, like a cough or a sneeze or something like that. And Alec would remove a hidden panel in the wall where he was hiding, mm-hmm. pick the pockets of all the clothes. <laughs> he must have been a sneaky guy. Dude, yeah, right? So he picks the pockets, right? Then he, then he sneaks back out. Then he would knock, like bang on the door and be like, Melinda, what's going on in there? And then she'd be like, oh my God, it's my husband. He's home. Like he's going to find out we're having an affair. And then the John would jump up and he'd be like, oh my God, I got to get out of here. And he would grab all his clothes without checking his pockets and bolt out the door and... Nah, they got all the they got all the money. They got all the money. The pocket watches. Pocket watches. <laughs> Twenty five pocket watches. <laughs> so, the thing is about this trick is that like Alec and Melinda thought that because these guys were like embarrassed and like they were getting involved with like a married person that like nobody would report this. So Alec is like, I'm not paying the cops anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, the cops did not take too kindly mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. 
And he basically ended up getting arrested after that. More for just like not paying the cops at this point because they right. knew he did yeah, so yeah, many yeah. wrong things. So, uh, so yeah, he was arrested. Like he had a good run. It was like it was 1852 before they were arrested. He made a uh, brief escape. His brother helped him escape. That's cool. But like, like a prison break. A prison break. But um, hey, what was his wife's name? Melinda. I feel like she should be getting more credit than the the guy. Exactly. Right. And. What I was gonna, Time's up. What I was going to say is he did not try to help his wife escape. Like him and his brother just made a run for it. Right. And poor Melinda. Oh, did she stay in prison? He didn't help her. Oh. So. That's bullshit. Anyway, they caught him again. Good. And it was, it was somewhere after this like escape attempt that an officer that was like with him coined the term. He was like, oh, you, you think you're pretty smart, Alec. Oh. Then... Uh, they started referring to other prisoners like that thought they were too smart for the cops. Cause this is like Alex's thing. He, he thought he was like, he's like, I'm never going to get caught. I can outsmart everybody. I'm so smart. And so then anytime the cops felt like they were dealing with somebody that was being like a wise guy or a smart ass yeah. or somebody who thought they were too good. Then they started using the phrase smart Alex. Wow. Yeah. All right. So this is a 19th century New York thing mm-hmm. that the cops started. Mm-hmm. Great. So, uh, what was kind of cool is while they were locked up, there was this guy named George Wilkes, and he was the editor of the Subterranean, which was like some publication. Yeah. I don't know if it was credible or not. <laughs> yeah. But he was falsely imprisoned, which if the internet didn't die here, I was going to try to find out why he was falsely imprisoned. <laughs> yeah. But this guy got to talking to um, Alexander Hogue while, they yeah. were, while, he, while he was in prison, like admitted all this stuff. And, uh, so there was like more of that account. And, um, after that, you know, they said about like 10 years later. So in like the 1860s, it entered the American lexicon as police slang for a person that, you know, again, thinks they can outsmart the cops. Yeah. Then the first time it was printed, uh, was in a Nevada newspaper about, and the, and the, like the. It was all about like uh, know-it-all convicts around the same time, like 1860s. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then now in the early 20th century, it started getting used as a widespread use as a bumptious, conceited, wise guy. Mm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Can you imagine being the cop that first said it? I know, right? I always think about that. I think about the it The first too. person to say the idiom that has become mm-hmm. worldwide famous. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And this worldwide. is like, this is the popular theory, like... There was some people that say it can never truly be proven. Like, nah, we're wh- proving it whatever, right here, right now. I'm going by my man, George Wilkes of the Subterranean. I hope he was writing about aliens. If I find out it's like a tabloid from the... Uh, 19th century aliens? Uh-huh. Not, a, not a whole lot about that. But could be. But could be. Maybe that's why they locked him up. Oh. Yeah. That's amazing. Did, yeah. Did not know. Did not know, right? Right. All right. I have a couple fun facts if there's time. Wait a minute. You have fun facts? I do. That doesn't sound right. Yeah, we you want to know? I got a quick, quick list. Ready? Yeah, we have time. All right. So in 1915, there was a club owner who was brought to court for insulting fellow hotel patrons. Mm-hmm. And he was fined $25 for being a smart aleck. Wow. I didn't know that was a uh-huh. fine you could get. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Listen to this one. Okay. 1951, yeah. two movies came out. One was called Smart Alec, mm-hmm. and one was called The Smart Alec. Mm-hmm. The Smart Alec was like 
you know, you're anybody's film. Anybody can go to it. But Smart Alec was a X-rated film. Mm. So you can imagine yeah, yeah. walking into the wrong... Boobs. Boobs with your kids <laughs> in short pants. <laughs> short pants. Those, short pants. Those really short shorts in the 50s that boys had to wear. Yep. <laughs> that been horrible. Could have been an embarrassing moment. Right. Could have lost a whole nickel. We should probably watch both of those movies. I agree. Tonight. I agree. And uh, Smart Alec, the X-rated one, was about pro- prostitution. So they thought it was like... But that makes of, sense. Kind of about of where Melinda. it came from. Yeah. yeah. All right. In 1960, yeah. there was a Gallup poll about JFK and like for his presidential run. And they said the most common complaint about JFK is that he was a smart aleck. <laughs> what? Yup. Really? Isn't that crazy? That is stupid. <laughs> um, the last one that I want to uh, mention is in 1983, our birth year. Oh, yeah. There was actually a Marvel mutant villain. Named called Smart, Smart Alec. Alec. That is yeah. so stupid. His name was Alexander Thorne. And he first appeared in Alpha Flight number one. Oh, great. And a great he, uh, he wore, issue. He wore an encephala helmet to What's increase his super genius. Oh. Like, so he's already oh, smart. Oh, 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 oh. He was already smart, but he wore this. So I looked him up. He is like a tiny little guy with this giant oh, head, maybe, like a cone head. Oh, maybe I remember him from my, my Marvel card collecting days. Maybe. Is he a Marvel? He, they said he was a, a Marvel villain. Marvel villain. Yeah. Um, you know, Marvel's very hot right now. I don't know if you knew that. It's very hot. <laughs> Ant-Man. All the movies. Ant-Man and the Wasp. The Wasp. Uh, what else Kate got? from Lost. <laughs> moth call. Wait. The Wasp. Never mind. Yeah. I have a moth rash. <laughs> Albert touched a dead moth, and now he has a rash on his body. That's and it not won't going go away. It's barely going away. Yeah. All right. So... I do have to say about yeah, yeah, yeah. about Smart Alec the the Marvel the Marvel okay, character. Yeah, yeah. Keep okay. going. Okay. There was there's another character called the Shaman, mm-hmm. and Smart Alec looked into his medicine bag, mm-hmm. and he lost his mind. <laughs> and that was the end so of the character. The Shaman figured the only thing he could do was shrink him down small enough to put him inside the, the medicine bag. Oh, that's messed up. And then, like a long time later, this character named Sasquatch used. Smart Alec's body to get back to the human world. I don't know why, where he was or whatever. But then Smart Alec's body got crushed by this thing called the box robot. Hmm. Well, it does sound like they needed a reason to kill that character off because it sucks. He sounds like he kind of sucked. Like they tried to make him a good guy, but he didn't work well. Like in like fight simulations, he like didn't work well. And then he became a bad guy because I think he was like, but I'm so smart. Yeah. Last fun fact. All right. Uh, in 1985, there's a band yeah. called The Addicts that released a yeah the punk band. You know it? Yeah. You know of the, course. Oh, their their third studio album was called Smart Alex. Oh, which is a reference. Did you listen to any? I didn't listen to any album? of it. No. All right. That's something. Have you ever do. listened to them before? Yeah. Maybe. And the final thing I'd like to say is that a long, long time ago, when I was young, yeah. My mom got in like this laughing fit because somebody called somebody a smart alec. <laughs> and it's like this long joke and she just couldn't stop. Yeah, you remember that? Laughing. Smart alec. Oh. Well. So I say we take that back. That was, that's, uh, wait, we're taking smart alec back? A smart alec. Alec. All right. I'll For my mom. That. For All me, right. ma. For me, ma. All right. Great job, man. Those are some good fun facts, too. Yeah. I'm a sucker for Marvel, so. 
I, it's like, I feel like every time you look up anything, and there's, there's a... F- and I'm a punk. sucker for Marvel and Marvel punk. 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 Me too. That should be a t-shirt. A, oh yeah, that's a Marvel and punk. great t-shirt. That could be. Um, we can put that on our website that yeah. we're gonna make one day. Yeah, and sell those t-shirts. Sponsored by Admiral Nelson's Rum. We apologize, but all of our t-shirts are gonna be fifty American dollars, plus fifty euro. <laughs> plus, so it's like uh, I don't know, like seventy-four. It's pretty good. Dollars. Well. Are you that's, ready? That's all I got. I'm ready for Good you, job, big man. daddy. All right. So I, I just need, I want to preface mine with this. Okay. I feel like Albert <laughs> does way more reading of idioms and research of idioms than I do. Oh, I feel like you do. No, 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 no. I, I think I know you do. No, I think you know I'm just like an obsessive so, freak. <laughs> well, I know you're an obsessive <laughs> freak. So you, the, 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 the three that I was thinking about, I feel like you just know the actual origin for all of these. So, no. so if you know this one, I, I want you to keep lie. the origin. No, 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 you don't have to lie. You can keep the origin to yourself, but okay. I, I you still make up what you sure. imagine if you didn't know what the origin was. Sure. Okay. All right. So, um, when I die, I think a lot of people are going to shed crocodile tears. Oh, crocodile tears, <laughs> crocodile tears. That's a good one. Thanks. It's, I've, I've been, skimmed it. I, I know you've skimmed I've it. I've skimmed it. Dude, he's skimmed every I'm just trying idiom, to, man. I'm not trying to. <laughs> I think it's, I think we're going to have to change the whole format of the show soon. We'll bring in a third party. Um, so you probably know where it comes from. I'm gonna, I, Actually, I don't. Okay. I don't know where it comes from. Yeah. But I, I yeah, I've got, I've got enough information here that you don't know, I'm mm-hmm. sure. But um, why don't you tell me where you, you think it comes from? Crocodile tears. Yeah. Easy. Yeah. Oh, well, first tell me what it, what it means, because oh, maybe shit. some people don't know what it means. Uh, fake tears. Like, it's like when you're like, when somebody's like, especially like a little kid, they're, they're like, meh, crying, and it's like, it's like you're, you're not, there's no tears coming out, you're faking it. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're it, just like. An insincere show of sorrow. Sure. Right. That's exactly. what it meant. Yeah. And like people, I think it's attributed to criminals a lot. When they're like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. And they're like, uh, those would be cracking out tears. <laughs> Lock him up, Johnny. <laughs> Johnny. Take his pocket watch first. <laughs> Here you go, Alec. <laughs> He's got three. <laughs> three pocket watches. Um, yeah, so, okay. So I, I do know that the reference is to like a fake tears sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with, though, that the origin yeah. is, my first thought was Peter Pan, Captain Hook. Mm, good. <laughs> you know, that's uh, Bill Cosby as Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook. Right? That's a little joke we've been having over this break, right? You added to it, but yeah. I don't know. Look, look in the credits, people. It's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. But in the original Peter Pan. story of Peter Pan, yeah, right? Yeah. When Captain Hook, which I've never read, when Captain Hook is. I don't think Captain Hook's a book. Captain Hook. No, no, Peter Pan. Peter Pan, okay. That's a book, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's read it now. Um, anyway, so when. Captain Hook is eventually eaten mm-hmm. by the crocodile. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it was really long back and forth between Captain Hook and the crocodile. Yeah, he took his hand at one point. I'm, I'm sure, like, Captain Hook got his licks in at some, yeah, yeah. you know, years, 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 years. And I think we all know that the opposite of love is not hate. It's uh, complete disinterest right yeah yeah these two were very interested in each other so when that crocodile finally chomped down on the old hookster yeah he did cry 
Wow. Because I it love meant guess. something to him. I love this guess. But the other pirates didn't take it that way. They were like, he's faking, kill him. And then just like... <laughs> Cannons. Cannons. Can you remind me to go back to this Captain Hook thing? Please. After I'm finished. Please. I, anytime we can talk about Captain Hook or mm. anything Dust, like or that. Dustin Hoffman. Or Dustin Hoffman. Bill Kaz. Um, that's great. Anything else? That's my guess. Uh, that's it. That's it. It's wrong. Damn it. <laughs> Um, but I really, I really enjoyed it and I have some things to say about it. I enjoyed being here with you about Disney and that's all we have today, folks. And don't be an idiot. <laughs> Give all me right. the good stuff. Come all on, right. come on. Here's the good stuff. So apparently there's an ancient belief that crocodiles would weep while eating their prey, that they would actually shed tears awesome. while eating their, whatever the, awesome. it's found. like, they're so, I'm so sad, but I have to do it. I'm sorry. Um, by the way, if you've ever seen a crocodile go after something like on, you know, National Geographic or something, they do yeah. not look remorseful uh, no. at all. Plus with all this water splashing around, like who knows? Oh, I'm going to, I'm going to talk about that too. Oh. Oh. So the first reference in print, 1400, that's how long peeps be thinking that right. this is a thing. Okay. And there was this dude, um, Sir John Mondville. Oh, Sir John. And he, he had a, a travel memoir. It's always these friggin' dudes. Oh, like a blog? Yeah, like a blog God. and probably in Latin. You know, if we could just go back in time and yeah. just write anything, it would be mm-hmm. people would be t- debating it today. That's so true. Could so, you imagine if we had the foresight to go back and just lie about every animal or every like... Well, that's a great point because this whole thing is... Filled with fantastical facts yeah. that aren't actually true. Right. So th- this was a travel memoir called The Voyage and Travail of Sir John Mondville. Mm-hmm. And first of all, it's apparently not even... John Mondville wasn't a real person. Ooh, was it like a pen name or a Yeah, yeah. It was a pen name for some like... Uh, I think <laughs> I read... One belief is that it was a Flemish guy and another was like a French guy. A Flemish guy? Like Flemish? he's from Flem? Yeah, from... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god there's so many parts of the world that i don't understand <laughs> so uh, a monk from phlegm okay um but uh so this the sir john monoville is probably not real but he was an english traveler okay and it's believed that this monk probably read a lot of different travelogues and mm-hmm. com- compiled them into this this one travel memoir huh. but um there's a part of it that says the the narrator is talking about traveling through india and Saying how there are these crocodiles, these long serpents, because you're thinking like England, there's not a lot of crocodiles. Right, they're like, what the hell? What's a crocodile? It's like a freaking freak in the water. And um, he said, these serpents slay men and they eat them weeping. And when they eat, they move the over jaw and not the nether jaw. And they have no tongue. But is that true? Do tongue do... Doesn't everything have tongue? Everything has tongues. (laughs) (laughs) What about click beetles? (laughs) So th- this is where we first see this in print that the crocodiles were weeping while they, they ate men. And, uh, okay. And, and Christopher Columbus actually was inspired by this travel memoir, which ended up not really being totally true. Really? Yeah. So are you saying that America was discovered mm. and stolen from the Native Americans so they <laughs> yeah. could find a fucking crocodile? Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. I don't know if I'm saying exactly that, but is that that is that's what it sounds like. Yeah. I'm kinda of saying that. Um so then in the in the sixteenth 
century, there was a, an English cleric. Everyone that's writing things are like monks or clerics. What's up with that? Because they got time. The time. Time. You're right. Like, what the? F- <laughs> what are we? Like, what are we supposed to do? Work twelve hours and then write our memoirs? Yeah, I know. So there was this guy Edward Topsell. That sounds fake too. No, well, he was an English cleric. He was real. But he had a slightly different take on this crocodile crying thing. And he would say that crocodiles would sob, sigh, and weep as though they were in pain just to lure humans in to, like, help them. And then they would then destroyeth the humans. Wow. That's just kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, they would, like, sob, you know, and then someone would come over to help them. Oh, what a a brutal way to go. Yeah. Because those pups are fierce. I mean, that's a tough one too, because right, like, let's think here. Humans aren't the natural uh, prey of the crocodile, right? Mm, uh, well, I guess it depends where you live. Yeah, but I, I guess what I'm saying is that, like, whatever they're supposed to be eating, if they made noise at all, mm-hmm. it would scare it away, right? Yeah. Like, you always want to be silent, silent, silent. Does a crocodile fear anything? Really? I don't think they have any predators. <laughs> I don't think so. Oh, I did see on planet Earth 2, though, that yeah, a yeah. fucking jaguar got a caiman. And you could hear... Oh, my God. It was crazy. Oh. You could hear Caimans. That. They're you like hear crocodiles. That. Yeah. They're yeah. not... I don't think they're as big, but... Um, so, so this is like the myth. And this is where the, the figurative language, the illusion... I mean, the, uh, the idiom mm-hmm. came from. And then it wasn't until the uh, mid-1500s where this... Um, Archbishop of York and Canterbury, mm-hmm. Edmund Canterbury Tales. Canterbury Tales. <laughs> um, Never read it. He he referred to someone. Um, he was talking about some guy. I don't. It doesn't matter. And he said, <laughs> he said, his, his tears are crocodile tears. Ooh, crocodile tears. So then that's where the the first moment where it became um, figurative language. So the the place where I was going to kind of. Maybe lead you away from what you already knew, but I guess you probably maybe didn't know that. All that doesn't seem I, like you. Know I mean, it. I that like I, I knew very little about like anything where it came from. I yeah. heard something about like crocodiles, like but no, like all crying. Right. I don't know. All um, right, good. Well, in t- I have my own theories. I know mm-hmm. that. All right, good. <laughs> if there's time, no, there is not time. <laughs> so in um, 2007, this uh, University of Florida zoologist named Kent Vlier, he. Um, he was he was determined to figure out whether or not this this myth is true and that crocodiles cry when they go eat. Ken. So um, the problem with studying this is that crocodiles eat in the water, right? Right. So it's almost impossible to study this because they're not usually on dry land. So he looked at um, caimans and alligators. Uh huh. Yeah, and he found that they they do cry they do shed tears before during and after they're eating like like when they start getting hungry and then when they eat and then right after they eat they shed these tears but they don't know why exactly yet probably because no one can get close enough (laughs) wow okay that's amazing this guy deserves a little something we should get him a nobel medal let's send him a medal (laughs) don't an official don't be an idiom medal Uh, yeah 2007 like that's that's recent what's his name again yeah kent vliet Kent Vlier, if you're listening, mm-hmm. please send us a medal. Yeah. And then we'll send you <laughs> one back. <laughs> Here's, Here's a, a medal, medal for, for like being like, thank you for, for talking about me up. on the podcast. And then like, we'll really work hard and we're going to get, we'll get you a nice medal. So he had a theory that, um, the uh, uh, crocodiles apparently hiss and huff while they're eating. Like, oh, oh, oh. 
Kind of like that. So like us. And so air is forced through the sinuses, which creates their tear ducts to act up. Act up. Wow. So they, they actually are, are crying, but it's not because they... Uh, they're not sad. <laughs> it's not because they're sad that they're killing something. They're just working up a lot of energy. <laughs> Can I quote Kent here? Please do. He says, in my experience, when crocodiles take something into their mouth, they mean it. Oh, yeah, Kent. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> 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 this guy, we, I, you know what? I bet we could get him on. I bet we, we can get him on the air. Yeah, we'd have to go down to Florida. I'm going to Florida Whoa. in like 10 days. But University of Florida, that's like Jacksonville or something. It's not Miami. Yeah, but I bet, I bet phones could reach each other. Mm, phones. Or at least the Telegraph or the Pony Express. The Pony Express. The Crocodile Express. Croc Express. Um, so I'm gonna, I have two other things to say. And Ooh, then, please, and then please we'll, do. We go. So there's... Um, there's a uh, medical condition for humans called crocodile tears syndrome. Wait, is it for like pathological liars? No, it's uh, for people with Bogorad syndrome. So mm. people that have uh, Bell's palsy, like, oh. like facial paralysis, apparently when they eat, uh, it's, a, it's a rare condition, but some, sure. some people with Bell's palsy, when they eat, they cry. And they think there's a there's like some sort of relation between what happens to crocodiles when they're tearing up and eating and 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 people that have this syndrome. Wow! Right, that's kind of crazy. It's awesome. Well, <laughs> well, it's unless not you awesome have it, Bill's palsy. But it's awesome that crocodile tears is used as the nickname. Yeah, I guess. Um, and then I, I know that you love rivulets. You know I do. I know you. So I just I was like. Crocodile myths. What, uh, what, what else? What other myths can I, I uh, find? Please. But there's an ancient Egyptian god. <laughs> X. I already like it. Called Sobek, mm. who is the crocodile god of the Nile. Yeah. And it's believed that the Nile River was created from his sweat. Shit. <laughs> Shit. It's fucking great. And the Nile was, was, I guess, I imagine it still is filled with um, crocodiles. And I mean, he was revered by Egyptians and, uh, apparently he was overtly sexual. Oh, um, which, you know, it's kind of I know one of us can relate to that. <laughs> which is it? Which is it you? Is it? <laughs> is it? It's you. Um, and, uh, apparently in, in, there was a, a city, like an ancient city called Shedyet, which means crocodilopolis. Awesome. In, in Greek. And uh, there was a temple built there. And if anyone was killed by a crocodile in Crocodilopolis, they were considered divine. And they would, there would be this whole ceremony for these people. Awesome. Yes. Dude, so cool. Um, so I thought you'd appreciate all that. <sighs> Episode one, season two, entirely mm. satisfied. <laughs> I love when you're satisfied. I am. And that is good information. Good. The other oh. thing I was going to say was you were talking about Captain Hook. Yes, I was. And so I think two years ago, a kid was eaten by a cro- crocodile or an alligator either one I, in disney, alligator right? i guess it would be an alligator in, if disney? It was in florida yeah yeah and they removed all references to the captain hook alligator <gasps> or is it a crocodile i really don't know well they removed it from disney i think an alligator ate the boy sure. two years ago and then but the crocodile is from peter pan right yeah, because he's like uh Yes, yeah, so they removed Croc Clock oh, Croc Clock the Croc Clock Tick Tock. And they removed all references to the crocodile all over the park. Throughout the park? Don't you think I felt a little uh That's not fair. It's not fair to the character. What about the, you know, 
What are we without the croc? I don't know. Can you imagine seeing going on a Peter Pan ride and there not being a crocodile somewhere? No. Fear is mm-hmm. what inspires us. I'm glad you said that. Yes. I'm terrified. Um, okay, I could I could do a whole another podcast about that, <laughs> just so you know. <laughs> yeah. But uh, I do have one final comment. Yeah. Did you decide on the Crocodile Tears one because we were watching that Crocubot episode of Rick and Morty the other night? Oh, no. I am Crocubot. Will you watch that um, after you, I went to oh, sleep? I went to sleep. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's you could have read my dreams. I've been, been thinking about this one for a while because I, I like it. That's a good one. I don't know. Someone someone feeling sorrow when they don't actually feel Ever. that way. And it being compared to a crocodile. I just yeah. like Because crocodiles are cool. Yeah, they're definitely cool. I mean, they're monsters. They're monsters. And, you know, if you think about it, you can make the word cool out of the word crocodile. It's got a C. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. <sighs> I'm going to go ahead and believe you on that. (laughs) I cannot see letters in my head. (laughs) No, I know that. Um, So anyway, that's it. That's it. it. Uh, We've never been good at ending episodes. Um, Yeah, we talked about it even like an hour ago, but but still not good at it. We wanted to say uh, uh, thank you for a great first season and a first episode back. And, and don't let don't, Disney don't remove let, yeah. the crocodiles from your heart. I mean, oh, oh, good. The heart. Yeah. I always forget about <laughs> that. That, <laughs> that Oregon doesn't make sense to me, but, but one day. Uh, well, before we go, big shout out to Kristen, Dave, and John for having such a great time on the Barcelona trip. Oh, those are my and, Barcelona friends that Albert met. And uh, nice Nina. And Nina, that's nice yeah. of you to say that. I mean, I don't think any of them will ever hear this, but... but but what if they it's do one day? matters. Ah. Uh, mm. And uh, anything else? Brandon's big. Big tall guy. We, we met a big guy named Brandon. He had some Grateful Dead tattoos. Big man. Big, big I, man. I don't know many people bigger than you. Than I mean, me? taller than you. Yeah. But I'm also three foot seven, so. <laughs> and that's a, <laughs> that is a height. That's me, on, that's me with high heels. <laughs> Well, the devil wears Prada. All right, people. Well, thanks for listening. And um, until we, ho- we, we hope to have a second, second episode, episode for you soon. And until next time, don't, don't be an idiot. I am the crocodile. I am the mayor of Crocodopolis. I mean, the king. I'm the king of that, that place. Long ago, someone lied, and then we cried. And now it's like, nothing matters. So we cry, and eat, and eat, and cry. And I feel the pain, yes. I cry, and I eat. Ask not what your croc can do for you, but what you can do for your croc tree. We will put a croc man on the croc moon, or my name isn't John F. Crockerty, and I will weep with happiness when I see those spry young croc men. What crock women? Bounce around on the crock moon. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
too soon. Not soon enough. Good night and party on. Marilyn Crockrow standing on a great. It'll be great. It'll be great. Wouldn't it be great? It'll be great. Wouldn't it be great? Country Croc. Out in the farm, tilling the soil of the crocs. Maybe we'll all grow some crocodendrons, or a croc tomato, or a crocker melon, or some uh, corn on the crock. Maybe they'll go down and play the tub bass, wash tub bass the crock. We'll wear the crockerals and they'll be hot. Hot crock soup for dinner tonight. Hot crock soup for dinner tomorrow night. Hot crock soup for breakfast the day after. I must go now, for I need to weep a thousand tears for a thousand years, where we've been called the liars. But they started the fires. Crotch rule.